Uh, so here we are again. It's another. Uh, it's another still in beta. Uh, I've been, I've been working on the website layout. I still don't like it. It's. I mean, it probably won't have something that I actually like for a while. I don't know. This reminds me, like, why I didn't actually do layout design. Mm -hmm. so, like interface design or yeah. just web design in general, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I never did the actual, like, uh, like a picture layout in, like, Photoshop or Illustrator or anything. I, I just did the, the front end. Like, I just took a picture that somebody else made and, like, made it a reality in HTML and CSS and stuff. Yes, in our past, both of us have worked in, in web design, but generally more implementation kind of work. Yeah, and left it as, as fast as fast as I could. <laughs> yes. Because um, it turns out working, making websites for people who don't understand the internet is one of the most frustrating jobs you can have. Uh, why isn't my site on Google yet? Because we just <laughs> launched it. But it should be number one. No. That's not how that works. But this isn't a podcast about depressing stories about the web than designing it. It's supposed to be a podcast about games, video games. <laughs> and whatever depressing stories that might be associated with that. Right. The depressing stories about developing video games. Uh, so, so let's talk about video games. What do you, what have you been playing? I have not really been playing much of anything. My, my life has been occupied with aquariums in the last couple of weeks, more so than, than video games. Would you say it's the dawning of the age of aquariums? No. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, just to not satisfy you. <laughs> That horrible pun. <laughs> I've but I have learned uh, one that that crawdads love to eat guppies, um, and that some guppies are just sexually aggressive assholes. Mm -hmm. And then also that uh, saltwater tanks are a pain in the ass, and that it. Uh, takes way more setup than I would have ever been interested in, but luckily I'm not the one doing the work for all of that. I just saw minutes ago a fish swimming around with a turd hanging out of its butt, and then another fish eating that turd out of the fish's butt, and then spitting it out, and then eating it again, like three or four times, and then he finally just ate it. So, to me, fish are the worst things. <laughs> it's, that, that's pretty much every day here now. It's, it's like Animal Planet here, um, with all of the... Like I thought, various fish behaviors and such. I saw a dog like throw up once and then eat that and then throw up again and then eat that, and this was worse. <laughs> was it because it was eating someone else's turd? Yes. Because I've also seen the fish eat their own turds. That makes you feel any better about it. I don't think so. Knowing I... knowing that they'll eat a different fish's poop. No. To be fair, you've also seen a dog eat its own poop. Yes. But this is this is not unique to the I don't fish know. World. I don't Okay, so here's what I haven't seen. I haven't seen a like a dog half halfway through a dump and then have that have another dog come up and be like, 
You know what's a good idea? I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. I'm just going to grab. Let me just get that. Let me just get that with my mouth. I'm going to get that. Oh, wait, this is poop. What am I? Why do I have poop in my mouth? <laughs> hey, that looks pretty good. Let me eat that. Oh, it's poop. Yeah. Well, I remember this. I had this in my mouth before just a few seconds ago. And then he poops that out through his the, mouth. I think the fact is they don't remember that it was just poop. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have eaten it again. <laughs> You're, you're putting too much emphasis on the idea that fish now, have memory. Now, what I did see recently was there's a couple of dogs that I think are strays in my neighborhood. One's definitely a stray because it just wanders around. I, I've never seen any owner lay claim to it. But the other one has a collar. And so I imagine that it at one point had an owner. It may not anymore, but I'm, I'm, I feel like it, it does have an owner. And they kind of run wander around together in the neighborhood. So one dog, uh, as I was driving, uh, driving out to work, one dog decided to just crap in somebody else's yard. So it's like, you know, in stance, it's taken, it's taken pose and is like, you know, just kind of quivering as it, as it like, you know, squirts one out. Quivering and just shuddering with the effort. Shuddering with just like, you know, the ferocity of just, you know. Oh, oh, I gotta get this. Gotta get this out. Such an intense experience. And then the other dog is like, hey, man, what's what's going on down there? And it's just like nose into butt, like, like just checking this out, just looking at it like, hey, man, I've never seen this before. This I need to smell this. I need to have my face in this. What's happening now? And the other dog pays him no mind. He's just continuing to go about his business of like getting this poop onto the ground and the other dog like face first in his butthole, like watching it go down and just observing it. And like apparently like either out of curiosity, like I feel like he has to have seen this before. Like I know he does this, but he's just like can't get enough of having his face in the other dog's butt as it's pooping. And I'm like, dogs, how can anybody own this thing and have it in their house? How can they let something that does this in their, like, lick their face? But neither of us are pet owners. Well, unless you count the fish and killer lobster that I have. <laughs> unless, unless you count the, like, four aquariums you have in your house at this moment. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're technically pets. I consider them, like, living, like, paintings that you have to feed. <laughs> <laughs> which which when you say that out loud sounds kind of terrifying <laughs> it's like it's like the like the painting some of there's a painting of me getting fatter kind of thing <laughs> the yeah. portrait of dorian gray that you're yes. just like <laughs> how do you stay so thin i don't look at my painting that's how <laughs> what <laughs> make any sense. i just put cake I just put a cake in front of it every every day, and it's fine. <laughs> um, I was just imagining like having some human, like, <laughs> like as a as like a like hiring a, or owning a living statue, like having it in your house and just like feeding it every once in a while. But it doesn't eat while you're looking at it. It can only eat while you're out or away or something. Well, yeah, that would ruin the. Uh... That would ruin the illusion or the, the experience, the ambiance. Yeah. He's a professional, sort of. Kind of a slave, I guess. I don't know. 
I feel like there's probably people in Dubai who do have these like living statue humans. So you're a fish owner is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting. <laughs> you say that as you watch the uh, little crawdad dig around and eat things. Yeah, he's just kind of like putting himself <clears throat> under, under things. I don't know. I have to imagine the life of a captive... Crawdad has to be one of the worst things. Well, he seems fine. He's doing a little dance. I would say it's it's at least as good as uh, like a free range crawdad, where you're constantly in fear of being eaten by like fish or herons or something. Free range? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you call it, feral, feral crawdads. <laughs> yes, <it's> feral <laughs> crawdad. So I guess since you haven't been playing anything, I've played a multitude of things. I'm not sure which one I want to talk about. Perhaps I, I kind of want to talk about a game called Fez. Have you heard about Fez? Ugh. <laughs> it is not an ugh because I haven't played it, so I can't really judge it. But, but ugh, and it's yes. Who hasn't heard about Fez? Well, let me just say, having played it, ugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I heard a lot about this game, and most of the talk that I heard was kind of like it came out on Xbox Arcade like a few years ago or something. And it was terribly like important to the independent game developers like scene for a while because it was this very. I've I've been told it's a very ambitious game that there's a very like a lot of like depth to puzzles and whatnot, and that there was just a like a huge, like if you were playing the game at the time that it was hip and you were part of the community that was like working to understand like some of the puzzles and stuff in the game, that there was just like an incredible zeitgeist around like playing it. But having played it, I don't get it. It's so, it's so dull that like, as I got further into the game, I looked at my map of like the different areas that I could go to. And so, so this was the game to me, like starting up, let me give you step-by-step. So you start up, it's a platformer, right? So you're just, the controls you have is like, you can jump around on stuff and activate things occasionally. The thing I did the most is probably walk through doors. I walked through a lot of doors. And so like, once you get the ability to like rotate the environment, which is the big, like, gimmick to this game it's like it's a 2d platformer but you can rotate the environment in three dimensions so your 2d platforming becomes 2d platforming from like different perspectives so it's not a 3d one because it still operates like a 2d one right so once you can do that like i just started kind of getting deeper and deeper into this like just labyrinth of of door after door after door and at some point like you're the only goal I was given was, hey, dude, collect these cubes because you got to have them. You got to get these cubes so you can go through the next door. And I'm going through door after door after door. And at some point, I'm just like, where am I anymore? I don't even know where I am like or what. 
I keep getting these cubes, and I've gotten like a like a dozen or so of these cubes. But where where am I going? So I look at the map, and I've noticed that I've gone down this just like progressively branching tree of doors from like environments to doors. And I look at the rest of the map, and I see that there's like this hub world that I started in, and there's like just like one or two other branches, and I'm like, God, don't let these be as expansive as this thing I just went through because it's so dull. Like, I don't want to... Uh, and I just let out this audible sigh without even thinking about it. I was just like... Oh, I'm going to have to go through all of these stupid things to, to, like, get through this game. And it was at that point that I realized I didn't care. I didn't care enough about anything that this game was doing because the mechanics itself are... It was kind of like... Okay, I got it, like, in the first half hour. So I felt like I'd played this game for, like, eight hours. I thought I was, like, real deep into it. And I look at the Steam game clock, and I'm like, two hours. I played this game for two sessions, an hour apiece, and I already felt like I was just, like, run down by, like, how much I didn't care about doing anything else in the game. And I don't know if there's, like some kind of super like really involved series of puzzles. But the stuff that I was doing was like block moving and like lining things up. And then I found out you could pick up boxes and man, it's like, this is a real bummer. This game's so dumb. Like it's, it's really just like a really lame platforming game. And like, there's no enemies. It's just like explore the, the best thing about the game is the music and you can get the music for free on Spotify. So I, what I would, what I would suggest is if you can get to Spotify, if you have the internet and an account to get to Spotify, listen to the music for Fez. Cause that's the best part of this game. <laughs> oh man. And then, then I just like, I was just thinking, like, how did how did people get so involved in this? And like, how did people like want to go on to find whatever depths of anything that there were to this game? Because I just have no motivation to continue. There's no driving force. There's no carrot on any kind of stick saying like there's going to be something real interesting after you get past this part, because the story is. Hey, there's these cubes, right? And our dimensions collapsing or something, and you got to get these cubes. And I hate collection games. It just makes me think of like Donkey Kong sixty four or something. There's like bananas, damn bananas everywhere, and you just you got to get fifty six bananas because the door says fifty six on it, and it's got a banana icon, and you got to get fifty six bananas to get through this door. But yeah. the stuff you're doing is just dumb. It's just boring garbage. But but it's based off of Mario, the Super Mario 64, and that game is great. So anything that does that and executes it poorly is great, right? No, Super Mario 64 was... I haven't played the Galaxy games, right? I haven't, I, I haven't owned a Wii U to play the Galaxy games, or a regular Wii. So Super Mario 64, like, even compared to, like, Sunshine, was, like, a completely different game than any of the other 3D platformers that followed it. Because, uh, like, while you needed uh, 20 stars to get through a door, 
you were given like a unique goal to get each star. So you had like an objective and that's why you were getting the star was like, maybe you're doing a race. Maybe you're climbing to the top of this thing. Maybe you're solving a puzzle, but it was always different every time you wanted to get a new star. I will definitely agree to that. And I, I was, I was equally frustrated with like all of the other kind of 3d platformers that kind of played off of that. Like I was not a big fan of like the like archetypal rare collect the crap in 64 game. Oh yeah. Like the banjo kazooies and stuff where, where it was like, find these puzzle pieces and these other things and these other things. Yeah, like I couldn't even get through Psychonauts when I tried to play that because I just got too tired because it was mostly like a little bit of platforming, but mostly collect all the things. And I just, yeah, I got bored with it because there were so many things you had to collect. And it's like every time you found a new level, there was like, hey, here's like the 17th type of thing that you have to collect. 5,000 yeah. of. Yeah, I don't think I would have played Psychonauts had it not been homework. But 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 I, I will give Psychonauts this that like the environments were interesting enough. Like the Milkman level and like the Matador, like Velvet Matador level. Like those things were interesting enough that it made up some for like the just you're just doing dumb collection stuff. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, kind of the whole thing, like, popularity of Fez and all that stuff, I think part of it was just because, maybe just because of the timing, because it seems like it was kind of that, like, it was just one of those games that was, like, commercially successful, like, right, I guess. It's kind of like right around that time when when indie games just kind of exploded to be popular, right? Because yeah. I think, you know, before, like, I don't know, sometime in the mid-2000s or... Or before, like, you know, nobody really cared that much about it. I think it was kind of when people were starting to get a little tired of, of AAA consoles and going back to PC and Steam was getting bigger and expanding to, yeah. to, to other things other than just Valve software and that kind of stuff. It's like towards the end of the run of the last generation of consoles where people were like, do I really need another Call of Duty Ghosts or Call of Duty whatever, you know? And then there's like there's a small contingent of people who were like, we're making these other games that aren't those games, you know? Right. And it may just be because, I mean, it was like things like Fez and Braid and, you know, some of those other games that, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them were cool and some of them like did have like new, definitely like had like new mechanics that hadn't been seen, which, but I think, I think just the fact that there was new mechanics in games kind of, is what sort of made the whole like idea with the indie stuff catch on so much. Yeah. And, uh, because it wasn't just another like first person shooter. Right. Or just another like, you know, action slaughter fest RPG style. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. And even in this case, it's like, okay, yeah, it is just a, a pixel art platformer, but it's got this other thing on it, you know? So, but yeah, I, I think I, I think I did miss the window there where, where I could get wrapped up in it because I didn't care enough about it at the time. And I didn't, I didn't have a 360 or whatever to get it when it was hot. And then I bought it on a sale for like a humble, a humble bundle. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, 
So just like not being part of that, I guess, communal mindset maybe is what, like, I just don't have any like motivation. <laughs> well, it's kind of, I mean, there is kind of psychological stuff with that, like stuff that is popular becomes more popular because it's popular, which is sounds idiotic, but I guess has some truth to it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a feedback loop. It's like I was at work the other day and, and like a bunch of people at work are playing destiny and uh and and talking with them it's kind of like it's not they're not playing destiny because they're like destiny's a great game there's a couple of people who think it's a really great game most of the people are playing it because they're like i don't know i paid money for it and really there's just nothing else out there right now like i played everything else and so it's it's sort of the mentality of like i don't know everybody else is playing it i'm playing it with them i paid my money i should get my money's worth out of this game but for the most part, people are just kind of like, meh. And so I'm talking to a, a friend of mine at work, and he's like, so uh, so you playing Destiny right now? And I'm like, no, I don't own Destiny. He's like, so what are you, what are you playing? I have nothing else to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just kind of like caught off guard. He's just like, well, what do you play right now? And I'm like, I don't know. I've got this backlog of old games that I've been trying to work through on Steam, so that's pretty much what I've been doing. You're not supposed to play those games. You're supposed to just buy them in packs of five hundred, and then never, <laughs> you just, never even. You just them. pay your three dollars on the Steam sale, get them in your list. Don't look at them again. Yeah, um, but so yeah, I did play. I don't think I talked about the Swapper though, did I? No, that sounds like some kind of like dirty maneuver that you would. To do to yeah, I don't look that up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, it's like some horrible thing that you would do like in a movie theater when people aren't looking. Or... Oh, God. Yeah, see? You, just, you don't even know what that means now. I right? don't know. You just mentioned a movie theater and everything about that sounds bad. Yeah, it's now a completely unsavory phrase. No, no, because that's how the floors end up like they do. So, uh, so the Swapper's actually, I think it's an indie game. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a AAA game for sure, but it's really fun um it's a puzzle it's it is also a puzzle platformer but it's one that i enjoyed and it's one that didn't make me look at it and go no so uh the premise of this game is you have uh you have um you like crash land on a thing uh you're some kind of a spaceman and uh you get a clone gun so you can make clones of yourself and then teleport to those clones. So all of the puzzles are basically like logistic puzzles. And so you kind of have to start thinking like uh, it becomes sort of it, it felt very portal to me and how you have to like change your mindset of like I have to know I have to understand logistics in the in so much as how to use this gun to get around a level or like set things up in a level to work with this. So like the way the clones work is you can make a clone um, in an area and then your clone takes the same input instructions as you provide. So when you move right, your clone moves right. But if your clone hits a wall, uh, your clone will stop and then you can like run up behind and, and as soon as you touch your clone, the clone is destroyed, right? And you can make up the four clones. So the puzzles all become based around, like, maybe you have to put two clones on these buttons, but you also have to make sure that, like, you can 
move them just enough to hit this other button or to collect this orb or something. So there's also like lights that the different colored lights change. Uh, if you can make a clone in that unlit in, in that lit area, or if you can uh, teleport to your clone uh, that you've made. Uh, so it's, and the story is actually like kind of interesting. Uh, and there's like some little like voiceover uh, characters and stuff that, uh, tell you what's going on. So, but, and the puzzles progress in a way that it challenges your thinking, but it, it never feels like they're making you do something, um, like exploiting something. It's, you're never, it never feels like you're having to do some ridiculous maneuver with the clone gun. It's just like, you have to think about how to approach the puzzle. So it's more about solving the puzzle like strategically and less about the difficulty of execution. Yeah, there's like a very few puzzles that that require any kind of like skill with the clone gun mechanics or something. Yeah, see I think that was something um and you can kind of tell where uh like if you look at Portal um I think maybe Portal 2 is much more so but like the early levels of Portal, you know, are mostly just about puzzle solving. It's kind of timing and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then it gets to be where there's some levels where you have to figure out how to aim and fire this gun as you're falling 100 miles an hour and hit it in just the right spot. Kind of. That I kind mean, of stuff is sort of where I think there's like a certain certain type of player like just hits a wall and just can't can't get any further. I never thought that was too difficult in the Portal games, like the proper like uh, level progression. But certainly the DLC stuff, like the uh, is no, not the DLC. I mean, like the specifically uh, player crafted maps, where the players themselves, I suppose, uh, like it's hard to tell like who different maps are targeted to. Uh, but there was a few that I was playing where they expect you to use, um, like mechanic exploits that people had figured out for doing like the time trials and stuff. And you have to use those specific, like a gaming certain mechanics to just solve their basic puzzles. Like to get from point A to point B, you have to like shoot this portal at this thing and then jump and crouch and shoot the portal at this other thing. As you're flying through the portal turn like make sure you're strafing to the right not facing it head on because if you're strafing to the right and jumping through and crouching at the same time then you can make it to the place you need to be next like those kinds of things are those are stupid <laughs> and like i don't accept like maps made to where you have to like do um unreasonable like maneuvers to do right That's like making a boss in like a Smash Brothers game where you have to do like you have to do wave dashing or something. <laughs> I say the phrase wave dashing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I just know that that's what people who play like Super Smash Brothers Melee like they figured out that that was a thing you can do. And now like that is like if you don't do that at the top level of competition, then you are doing it wrong. Like you won't win. I just like throwing the pink capsules at people and blowing them up. Yeah, but they don't play with items, right? 
Well, that's lame because there's definitely some characters that are intended to be like item using characters. I think items are an important aspect of Smash Brothers. I feel like that was kind of, I mean, that was built into the design of the game is kind of based around. And if you can't play with items, then I just, I think you should figure out how to play the game better. Yeah. I think I, I agree. I, I mean, there are, there are certain items that are like, like whenever they introduce the super smashes, like some, some characters, super smashes are just way better than other characters, super smashes. Right. Uh, but again, it's like, well, just don't let that character have, if you're good, if you say you're good, don't let that character get the super smash. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you can't stop him from doing that, guess you suck. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I enjoy the game much more with items because it, it's like saying like, let's play Mario Kart, but we can't play Mario Kart with items. Like we have to take all of the turtle shells out. Yeah. It's like no shells. It's just a racing game. Yeah. God, who would play that? Nobody. Cause kart racing games aren't fun without the items. I mean, otherwise they're just like a really bad, just a really bad racing game. <laughs> <laughs> This new Forza looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Why is a monkey driving this car? <laughs> That's not accurate. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I played those things and I started playing Crisis 2 because I got that for $5. <laughs> Which Crisis 2, I don't know if you played the first Crisis. No, I uh, don't really like shooter games. I, uh, you know, I I, st- I tried to play a little bit of it, and when I shot a guy like three times in the chest directly, and he was still alive, I stopped playing the game. Did you shoot him in the head? No, I shot him in the chest, which you know should kill somebody who's just wearing a shirt. I feel. Yeah. So I, yeah, that didn't work, and so I stopped playing. Yeah. Yeah, I played through the first Crisis game on their, like, I I think it was called, like, Delta or something, because uh, it made everybody talk in Korean. So that was way better. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so the first Crisis game is all about, like, being on a desert island and, like, having a super suit that gives you, like, super speed and, like, super jump and super punch face. And then, uh, so they take that kind of mechanic and then they dumb down all your superpowers and stick you in a cramped New York. And then they're like, here you go. Here's a crisis game. So it doesn't even feel like a crisis game. Because you can't, like, shoot down a a shanty and tree with bullets. Yeah, you can't, like, blow up huts. You can't shoot down trees. Like, so much of the, like, environment destruction is gone. Uh, is it called like Crisis Two Urban Jungle, or something? No, Crisis Two. We're not even trying. Like, <laughs> it it just feels so dumbed down. It's like, how is this a sequel? Like, it doesn't look as good. Everything kind of looks fuzzy for some reason. And this is like running at my monitor's native resolution. I'm getting like a hundred FPS or whatever on this thing, and everything just kind of like looks hazy for some reason wait, wait where, where was it set what the the game like what city was it set in it's like new york oh new york. no it's see like it's not la or something oh, okay yeah <laughs> uh, you saw where i was going 
Right, yeah. So you see, yeah, you see the Statue of Liberty like half blown up at the beginning of the game. You and, animals. Uh-huh. I said you animals. <laughs> you blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but like the everything about it, like the jump seems shorter, the strength stuff seems weaker, like you can't just throw a guy across the map. Uh you can't like punch a chicken into space. Like I want to play that game. Th- play the first <laughs> crisis. Uh you know, the no, super just give me just make a level that's just the chicken punch chicken punchy part and Well, there is a map you editor. Have, you have like a score like like the top golf thing, right? He's like try to punch that chicken into the fifty point hole. <laughs> chicken punch ski ball. Yes. Yeah. Um and like and like the super speed, like the stuff that was like supposed to be like you're running super fast just feels like sprinting in like a Call of Duty game. Like that's the speed at which you run when you're like expending your energy bar. And even the cloak, which I thought surely they can't like make the cloak suck more. They made the cloak suck more because like you're cloaked. But if you if you uh, alert somebody. They they freaking like if they're alerted because there's you know, it's a, if there's a stealth mechanic, it's the same stealth mechanic, which is like they don't know you're there. They're in alert more mode and they're like patrolling or like they totally freaking know you're there. So in their alert mode, they will walk to they won't just walk to where your last position was. They'll follow you around and just be like, huh, where did he go? Huh? I wonder where he went. What's this guy? Huh? And I'm like, you don't know where I am. I'm cloaked right now. Give it a rest. <laughs> it's like if you're playing a uh, like you're playing a pencil paper role playing game with people and they're clearly using the outside knowledge that their character doesn't have to like go solve a puzzle or something. Yeah. You're like you freaking cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they're they're totally just like looking at where I am and walking to exactly where I am. And I'm like, how do you know? You just said, oh, he disappeared. Huh? I where he where is he? Like, you're following me behind this corner. Like, what are you doing? Ah, so frustrating. So frustrating. And 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 what did they give me instead? They gave me this like super weak like RPG system where I have to like kill aliens to collect experience points and put that into my suit because for some reason killing aliens gives me alien experience and that makes my nano suit better. So they had to give you a crappy suit so that you could go level up and make it better. Is that kind of the gist of how it works? I guess. I mean, so maybe it's like God of War 2 where they're like, hey, okay, you you started out God of War 2 where you are the god of war you are taking over for Ares or whatever and then that was two right didn't you kill him in the yes, first one you were you were the god at that point in the in the yeah so you start off two and you and you like are spoiler just, spoiler you're just you like the god of war. that's not a spoiler <laughs> that game's like eight years old it's also titled god of war. yeah so you're like you're like wrecking people up because you're you've got all of your powers from the first game and then, like, over time, you're, like, having to sacrifice those powers so that you can be super weak, like a garbage character again, so that you can then earn back all of your superpowers from, like, that... I guess you get different ones in two. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like that. Only they didn't give you, like, the first part where you're super powerful. You just start off as, like, a uh, like a dummy. Like, by the way, your suit got a little busted. Um, a bunch of aliens all stole experience points out of it, and so you had to go kill them and get them back. Yeah. 
Yeah. It could have at least given you that story, right? Then you maybe you feel a little, a little bit better about it. Maybe. I mean, I was kind of I was kind of tipped off because I was looking through the options menu and it was like suit upgrades, and I'm like suit upgrades. <sighs> okay. So you liked your you like you liked your crisis without the. I like my part. I like my crisis where I could like run around in a big open environment and like choose my approach options for like murdering people and then also have like all of my options available right at the beginning of the game. Like I knew the extent of my abilities like going into the first like firefight with somebody with this one. It's like, I don't know if I'll ever get any better. I don't know if I'll ever be able to like punch through walls like I could in the first game. I don't know. I'm just super disappointed. Well, barring anything else, I wanted to bring up this topic of so uh, so at work there there have been some emails because, like I said, everybody's all about playing Destiny at work, and uh, even though they don't really like it, and so most like so the, the thing I'm the thing I'm most. Uh, I don't know if the word impressed is 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 what it is. I guess, uh, like, uh, the most puzzling thing about it is that for as much as these people, like, are indifferent or have, like, just, like, very mediocre feelings about the game, they'll talk at length about it, right? And, like, the pros and cons of, like, what they're doing correctly. And uh, and there was a couple of, of things that came up. The f- the first of which was the phrase, and I've heard this phrase used to describe um, mainly MMOs. And the phrase is um, something like the game, the real game doesn't start until you hit the end game content. Ah. Uh. Have you heard that before? Yes. Well, no, I, I don't. I haven't heard about about Destiny, but I don't think I know anybody who's gotten that far in the game. I don't think it's really true for Destiny. Well, okay, it might be, because um, there apparently there's a bunch of like, like that's when you finally actually get weapons that are unique, or do different things besides like the standard just to shoot bullets the same way you've been doing for the last like twenty levels. But anyway, um, so you have you're familiar with that phrase. Well, yes, in reference to like, like most like lots of MMOs, yeah. What do you think about it? I think it's bullshit. Okay, (laughs) so do I. You just waited, had to find somebody to agree with you. Well, like I found some guys at work (laughs) that agree with me, but like they are basically the dissenting opinion, and I feel like I'm also in the minority on this one because I hate that people describe MMOs as such. And they're like, yeah, man, you know, like you play. Wow. You play. Wow. For all the end game stuff, you got to wait till you're like level 90 before anything's interesting happens. Yeah. I don't have patience for that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why am I wasting months of my time playing some kind of just garbage game to get to something that I don't really like? Like you have to make the, the journey interesting for me to even want to even consider playing the rest of your game to like play whatever in-game stuff you've got 
if the if the progress to that point isn't any good, your game isn't any good. <laughs> no, it's just like a roller coaster. You have to stand in a long, boring line, and when you get to the end, then you have fun for like ten seconds, <laughs> and then you're done. And you just it's wrap like it up the and anticipation, it right? You just got that boring thing where you're just doing the same thing over and over again for an hour. Uh huh. Do you, do you not like roller coasters? Roller coasters are fine. Does the uh, does the analogy carry over? I don't know. I've never <laughs> gotten that far in an MLL. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe if you could stand to get to the max level in MMO and get to the in-game combat. I'll, I'll like, agree. <laughs> I'll agree that out of the MMOs that I've played, it's a lot like waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> It's about as interesting. <laughs> but I guess the difference is the line says estimated estimated wait time three months. Yeah, right. <clears throat> you might not get on that ride if it said that. No, I would definitely avoid that one. I would <laughs> like if I saw. Yeah, if I ever saw that. I'm out. That, you know, that would get me to pay that like whatever fee or whatever <laughs> it was for the fast pass. <laughs> get that fast pass. Yeah. Well, just do that. Just buy the end level character, you know, and just start there. I think I've heard about that in WoW. Like you can just buy up or like pay or do something, do something like uh, cheese your way up to level I, 90 or something. You know, what? I think I saw something about that, too. Like some article where they're like, we'll just let you buy the max level character at this point. Yeah. And if you give us another hundred dollars, fine, we'll just let you do it. And I guess I get it. I get it now. Like if you put it in that frame of reference of like. It's just a fast pass to get to whatever, like, the actual game is that you keep talking about. That the game only exists from level 90 to level not, like, 90. (laughs) Level 90 plus slightly better gear. Yeah, like, then, all right, that totally makes sense that people would want to just pay money to get to the actual game that you keep talking about instead of doing this just super boring month-long endeavor to get to where everybody else is playing. Yeah. You know, like why not just make, why not just make things interesting the whole way so that maybe instead of sitting there at level 90 and playing that for eternity, maybe if the game was fun, I would make a new character and play through it again. You know, I played through Deus Ex, the first one five times or so because it was fun it's a fun game like because the game starts when you start the game not like when you hit level something or other because there's no real levels in that game (sighs) well yeah i understand and and also i mean that's the way i play too like i prefer to play games where i i mean like that type of game like diablo or an mmo or something i prefer to make tons of different characters and try them out and play them as opposed to trying to get one to max level and then doing something else because it's just a lot less satisfying Yeah, for, for me. <clears throat> yeah, I would rather have, like, an interesting experience from beginning to end that can be, like, a slightly different interesting experience if I play as a different character rather than, rather than a really dull thing that I run through and that I try to, like, have people either rush me through or that I will pay money to skip to get to something at the end that 
Like I have no yeah. I have no concept of what in game WoW is other than like raids or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, ugh, rushing rushing to me is like the worst thing because that's even that's that's just even worse. It's just like kind of following somebody else while they play a game. Yeah. It's just like. Ugh. Like, yeah. if a game is to the point where you have to play that way, it's just like, ugh. That's how I feel. That was my mistake. The first time I played, I tried to play the first Borderlands game, um, I played with two uh, two friends of mine who had already played through the game a couple times together. And, and so it was me and another friend, and we hadn't played this game before. Like, hadn't played it at all. And uh, and then these other two guys who totally knew what they were doing. So they were like they knew where all of the quests were, uh, where all like where you get the quest, where you go to complete the quest, where the quest turn in guy was. And like it was just like, bam, 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 like just turning stuff in, like like taking a quest, killing the thing, turning that quest in, taking a quest. And I'm just like, what is even happening I didn't know what was going on. I went to the bathroom for like five minutes. I came back. I was three levels higher and I didn't know why. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I kind of, yeah, I get frustrated because I'm the type like, I would like to, you know, stop and read and understand like what the point is. Like, why do I have to go kill those three like weird dog lizards and then pick up a piece of, I mean, like dig through their poo to find something. Yeah. You know? Um, but I like to have like a reason for why I'm doing things. So, right. I guess that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that brings me to my other point, like speaking of reasons to do things. Uh, the other thing that came up in the destiny conversation at work was the concept that their plots really thin and that it doesn't sound like you as a character accomplish anything or do make any kind of like actual progress. Uh, so I haven't played the full game. I just played the beta. But it sounds like you kind of just go to point A, like go A, B, C, D, like as you go through the different planets and you just kind of like discover things that... Uh, but you don't like, you don't have like a character progression and like the, you have like zero effect on the world as a whole because I guess because it's an MMO kind of structure. So you can't, there's no persistence to anything you're doing, but you're just kind of going through the motions and watching other characters go through the motions of like finding this information. And then in the end, like, you just find out that like you you didn't do anything and that like stuff's just like starting to happen or something the real game starts yeah so and and so that came up and then there was like uh, somebody chimed in and was like well you know but there's a lot of like you know there's not a whole lot like delivered to you they don't like give you a lot of narrative in the game but they have all of these things that are called like grimoire cards that you unlock as you play through the game and you can look at those on their website and read them and uh, a lot of lore i don't want to hear that i don't want to have to go through a different form of media to get narrative that's in something else 
take. Okay, so this is a point that we are also in total agreement on. <laughs> uh, my thought was, if if you have a weak story, you can't tell me that having just a bunch of lore somewhere makes it better. If your story isn't, like, if the narrative that you're telling isn't self-contained, like, if the reason that I'm playing this game and, like, the story that you're telling is not, like, within what I do in the game, you're not telling a story. Mm-hmm. Like, any idiot fanboy can have, a like, a buttload of, like, lore and stuff that they have on their blog about some kind of space environment or something but it doesn't mean you're good at telling a story you know yeah it doesn't mean you have a good narrative you can have yeah i don't know yeah i understand and i mean like some of the like the idea for that kind of stuff may be kind of cool but if it's not i mean if it's a bad if it's a bad narrative to begin with first of all i'm not even going to be interested in that kind of stuff right and yeah i mean it it doesn't having having that kind of information in a totally different place doesn't somehow make the thing that you're looking at better. Yeah. It reminded me of like the, the, the first mass effect game, right? So the first mass effect game had an all right story, like, and it had like a beginning, middle and end that you progress, progress through. And it had character growth and it had interesting characters. And then it also had this like codex or whatever that just had just pages and pages and pages of supporting material. It was all like narrated in that the something something blah 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 guy voice. Like it had that like weird like yeah kind yeah. of like game show host news anchor narrator for all of that stuff. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, so they so like they had all of this you know unlockable background for different species or artifacts or technologies and all of this business, but they also had a story. That you took part in and that you were, you know, a player in. But even that, like, it was still within the game itself. You didn't have to go log into a website. Exactly. Like, you don't have to do some dumbass thing, like, go to some website that they set up to read some stupid, you know, fan fiction, sci-fi adventure stuff. Like, (laughs) I am kind of curious, like, if they had these cards that you found in the game that unlocked the content, I don't understand why they couldn't have just had, like, a UI that you could open up after you found that to see the stuff there. Why does it have to be a website? Who knows? Is it just to get clicks on the website? And then what does that help? I don't... I don't know either. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe it's to get people to install the app because apparently you can install that and also read them there. I don't know. Which is another thing that I hate is like every every game, like every game this generation having like a because it has an iphone app thing now too yeah it's like great like that's what i want to do i have that i want to have my phone out so i can look at a mini map (laughs) that's why i have a mini map in the game like what this doesn't help me at all like nothing about this is good you're just i don't know but people are really impressed by it for some reason I i don't know Yeah, those are my rants. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, suppose I can't fault you for having rants. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, tend to have a lot of those myself. Yeah. 
I told you I saw somebody say Batman babies, right? Yes. Yeah, that blew my mind. <laughs> it's, it seems like it's not a difficult like jump to come to, though, after seeing the show. But it was like, I suppose, but it's like only you and whoever this mystery other person is that I don't think listens to this because I don't know who listens to this. Like, <laughs> those are the only two people who've come up with that, like who've come to that conclusion. So, yeah. But I've actually heard that show's good. I don't buy it, though. <clears throat> well, you don't buy it? Or... Yeah. You don't buy that it is good? I don't buy that it, that it is good. Well, you gotta give it a chance. I mean, it is Batman, so you gotta at least... Uh, I mean, well, maybe... it's Batman without the Batman, so... Yeah, so it's... What is it? <laughs> it's... Right? Uh, I guess if you had Batman without the Batman, you'd just be left with the, like, restricted... Circle R symbol. <laughs> or if it is a uh, trademark at this point, maybe maybe it just be I a think TM. it's a TM, yeah. So all you left with is TM. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, uh, the rogues gallery of villains are mostly interesting because of their relationship with Batman. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and it, well, the thing that's me is just, it's like all of the villains before their origin story, even so they're just kind of like normal, mild mannered citizens. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I have to watch the show. So, yeah, it's like, but, here's <laughs> Edward Enigma. He's dissatisfied with his life and is thinking about quitting and like going on a life of crime. And just, <laughs> Maybe we think, may, I don't know. Spoilers like. The whole show is like spoilers. If you know anything about Batman, spoilers. But I think that's the point, though, right? It's like it's like, oh, what you know, you know, like if you imagine like, uh, like the young Selena Kyle, like why does she have her pet dog? That's weird. Oh, her dog died, and a cat saved her life, or something. Oh, there she likes cats. I get it. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm just. Oh my God. <laughs> that's like the worst. I mean, that's like the worst story I can come up with in like two seconds, and that's probably not in the show, but you know. That's the uh, idea, I think, is you see that kind of stuff, you know, like like they show somebody who's going to go up to be, be the joke. And he's like, oh, he's got a deck of playing cards that he's playing with while his dad beats him. OK, so so about like like things alluding to the Joker, I heard there was some scene where there's like a terrible, terrible stand up comedian that somebody hired for like a children's party. And it's like, why do you hire a stand up comedian for a children's party? Because but because they're so great with like the subtle subtle subtlety of you know stand-up humor and also like the filthy filthy jokes that tend to happen right right the most appropriate thing for a children's party is somebody who's like either one like talking about very depressing things or like one making it totally about like sexual humor or something let's hire let's hire louis ck to come like do stand-up for our children's <laughs> yeah. birthday party he can talk about how he hates his kids and how he masturbates and i'm sure they'll love it <laughs> he just spent three hours talking about why he's fat and like <laughs> and like and like why love shouldn't exist or something <laughs> like that is <laughs> like the horrors of death and how it's inevitable like, uh -huh. the sadness <laughs> oh man yeah so it, it sounded like it was kind of like that only he was bad at jokes so and it, and people were like i wonder if that is it that's supposed to be the joker like it's a bad comedian and it's just like <laughs> oh man if like if like that's their intro to the joker then there's no future for this show. 
He's God. Yeah. So I have a re- side of kind of related Batman-ish sort of thing. Okay. Um, uh, there was a there was a uh, toy art like a toy art show here in Dallas recently called Vinyl Thoughts, and uh, somebody I work with was part of that art show, and they had a bunch of like extra toys that they gave away. Um, that that they got in like a you know one of those bags or whatever you get, and she didn't want all of them, so. We took some of them, and one of the things that I grabbed was a Batman belt buckle that is also a speaker, so you can like plug your phone into it and play music out of this belt buckle that has the Batman symbol on it, which I had to take because, I mean, come on. But it's just the buckle, so it can fit any size belt? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's the quote-unquote <laughs> ultimate belt. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, any, any sized human can... <laughs> Go take this belt buckle and use. It's not just on like you know a twenty-eight inch inch waist like child's belt. That yeah. No adult man who's a Batman fan could possibly no. wear. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no adult in ownership of this belt buckle would wear a waist a size twenty-eight waist belt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to find apps. Uh, this is the closest to me like finding new games this week. I was trying to find apps that would like play Batman sound effects. And I found this app online that was like a superhero soundboard and it was just God awful. It's not even worth playing. It's like so bad. I'll play it for you later when other people don't have to hear it. Um, but it's like, here's a whoosh sound. And it's just, it's like, they just like hit a cannon, just like added an echo to it for 10 minutes. It's just like, <laughs> so it's not even, it's not even like they sat in front of their TV with, like 70s batman show running and just recorded it it's no. just like it's like they went to some sound files online and just put them together in this board it's like just awful you have to hear it later it's so sad and they also they have no idea to understand how time because it's like seriously like a 15 second sound and you have to wait for and if you don't wait for that one to end and you hit another button or you hit the button twice because you think it's broken or something and then you just have sound that's going on for like a minute straight <laughs> you can like stack them up yes perfect yes that's what i want out of a soundboard yeah so that one was terrible and there were no good batman sounds and then i found one that's a sitcom soundboard which was pretty which is pretty great just on its own and i've kind of always wanted my own like soundtrack for you know like a sitcom soundtrack just for everyday life Huh? Just for everyday life. Yeah, or at least I did like in the '90s when people when sitcoms were still relevant. You just want that so that whenever you enter a room, like everybody starts going woo, because like you're the main character or whatever. Exactly. Right? So when I walk in the room, I get like a little bit of the, you know, let's see. I'm I'm, I'm experiencing technical difficulties. I'm sure this has never happened before, but yes, I want like my little sound effects when I walk in the room. See, there you go. You yeah. Just a classic entering the room thing. And, you know, when you when you when you say a joke, you know, you get the little bit of the. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to play this through your Batman belt buckle? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are like, you know, it's like I walk in the room like, hey, everybody. And then I'm like, and they're like, what's up with the bat- Batman belt buckle? It's like. What's the matter? It's just my belt buckle. And then they make some joke about how I'm a dork. And then, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yes. 
And then whenever I transition, like I have to go to another room or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you just, you like pick up halfway through a conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you like, <laughs> you have to whisper a plan to someone. So you come over and then just like, like pretend that you're speaking into their ear and then no that's not what that's for I guess it was that was like oh, that wait, was... wait 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 maybe it was this one <laughs> no no that that's not, not what that one, one is <laughs> no that I... first one was like some kind of like sexy time like no transition. this the, I think the button that says sexy is a sexy time so try that one out I feel like that was more of like a private eye transition. Yeah, it felt like Night Court to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Night Court was so sexy. <laughs> with, I mean, with have you bowl, seen like yeah. giant bald bailiff? <laughs> exactly. And then the other bailiff that was just like an eighty-year-old woman. Yes. Yeah. Oof, they had such sexy times together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you got our crowd. <laughs> So are you going to try to, like, work this in? Like, we're some kind of, like, morning show or something? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it should be, like, one of, those, one of those, like, irritating radio shows where it's just, somebody's just, like, jamming, like, sound effects buttons one after the other. <laughs> and then we just start making, like, print calls to people. Like, that's what we do. Yes. <laughs> Do you have like a boing sound? Uh, I don't think so. What? I do. I do. This one actually does have Batman sounds, though, which is which was kind of crazy because that's what I was looking for, and then I got this. So I have. Yeah. Nice. But it's like Adam West Batman. I don't have something that says I'm Batman, which is the thing I'd really like to come out of the Batman belt buckle. Do you really want your belt buckle saying that? <laughs> and then someone asks, is your belt buckle Batman? God, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. And then I transform and roll out. Okay, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> there, you've been sold. You've been sold on the sound I, I, didn't, okay. I didn't care about the soundboard until it had the transformer sound in it. <laughs> now it's an integral part of the show. We'll yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> wait, wait, now wait. I just need to cut into like the transformer is like. Ba -da -da, ba -da, ba -da. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I know what this button does. I haven't tried it yet, but. Is this going to be the Wonkavator? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> Wonka yeah. We're just going like, to fly through the ceiling? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Jesse Lemons was a regular game designer until one day... Damn it! This is like some weird like rap... Like... I turned into a rap genie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. I was really hoping that was going to be like the record scratch stop. You know, like the... Ee! You know, oh, record yeah, scratching yeah. up the thing. That, but it was like way cooler. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> that was way cooler. <laughs> uh, 
I just, how are you, are you just not cool to hip hop? Is that what the, <laughs> not cool to hip hop? Oh, I saw, I saw a video recently. Someone, someone uh, was posting like the eighties. Uh, so I, I actually, I really love and kind of miss the eighties and even like into the early nineties where it was okay for pretty much anybody to do rap and make a rap video. It was never okay for everyone to do rap. Okay, but it was... It was a thing people did for a long time. Right. <laughs> but I loved it. No, and I agree. It, it was still... I agree. It's still that it didn't make it any of this great that it wasn't okay, but... There was a rap where, like, people from the NFL, like football players, did a rap. Oh, I Think yes. about football. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember it. Uh, was it the Chicago? Was it the Chicago Bears that did that? Or? I thought it was a bunch of people from different teams. Yeah, maybe it was. I yes. have to, okay, if I all right. So this note to self: just like cut a piece of that uh, football guy rap, like right here, and then uh, we'll all know what we're talking about. All right, so we'll we'll listen to this rap later. But, uh, but yes, and I, I saw it was great. It was like two like blonde white people doing a rap about karate, which was it was just weird in like so many different ways. It was like uh, this karate rap. And uh, have you ever shown you the rape is wrong rap? No, that one sounds really terrible. It's yeah, it's pretty great. The uh, and then somebody else linked another rap, which was the uh, safe sex rap, uh-huh. which was which was really bad. And it was back in the time, I mean, it was like when HIV was like this really scary thing. And the, like <laughs> at one point in the rap, like it's a guy rapping about how he's saving himself for marriage and doesn't want to have sex with this girl in high school. And it's like these two 30 year old men rapping about this that are supposed to be high schoolers. And then his, his best friend decides to have sex with her because she wanted to sleep with, just anybody? Well, she wanted to, so this, the way that the rap tells it is the, the girl wanted to sleep with his friend, but he said no, and he's like, oh, she wants to have sex. I'm going to have sex with her, which, okay, that seems like you're a horrible friend if you just decide that you want to have sex with someone that your friend was dating, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Hey, Ted, you're out? You're out? Well, I'm in. I'm in. Cheryl, you want to do this? You yeah. game? <laughs> So, so let's just ignore like the the social taboo we'll say of of that situation. I figured that's just how high school was back then. Yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't really know. But uh, so so then the rap continues and he he goes and has sex and it's unprotected and he comes back and says and at this point like they're not rapping they're just kind of talking like so which that, is kind of kind like of rapping. Rap. Well, it's you know like let's rap. In that sense, that they're oh, like sitting backwards in a chair, kind yes, of. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, <laughs> right. And and he, he says they didn't have protection, and he says she gave me AIDS. And, then, <laughs> and that's basically what his no, friend does. No, he doesn't say it like that, does he? He says it like that. He just says she gave me AIDS. Like, like it's like it's like he said like. You know, like, like the way that you say, like, 
she ate my french fries off of my plate, like that matter-of-factly. And then his friend's response is, ha, 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 woo, that's the bullet. And, no. like, it's not, and, then, no. and then, like, ten, after 10 seconds of laughter, he's like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry, sorry you've been condemned to death because it's the 80s. We don't have any treatment for this. Sorry, that's true. You've got an autoimmune deficiency disorder. You're going to die a painful and slow death. Yeah. Over the next few years. Yes. It's, it's, it was oh, about man. the most horrible, insensitive like treatment of that. I, I think that could have possibly happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, t- so he's just like, but you see, Johnny, you see. But that's why you save yourself from marriage, apparently. I, do- I dodged that one. <laughs> that the, was close. Because yeah. everybody knew Cheryl had AIDS. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. I just said I was saving myself for marriage because Everybody knew she had AIDS, Johnny. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why she still sleeps around with everybody. Yeah. That's, that's pretty fucked up. I got AIDS. Who says it like that? <laughs> no, Nobody. I get AIDS. It was, she she gave, gave me AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. That's like, she gave me a sweater. Like, yeah. Y- no. Well, well, but it was like, but it was more like, I mean, it was a little bit of disappointment. So it was like, she gave me an ugly sweater <laughs> is what it was like. Yeah. So it was like the equivalent... <laughs> <laughs> it was the equivalent of being given an ugly sweater was the emotion behind it. <laughs> and then oh his friend and then his best friend I think these two people were not really good friends because first of all the other guy's sleeping around sleeping with <clears throat> someone that he was just dating and then the other guy's is like ha, ha, sucks to be you do 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 let's go on with the rap. <laughs> oh man. That's awful. Yeah. That's awful. But I but I do miss uh But I think that's that's the kind of irreverence that I would expect from a rap. <laughs> I do I do still miss, you know, the raps. The the bad <laughs> raps. They just don't happen anymore. Like and like the commercials for like I, Sega Genesis games and that kind of oh, stuff yeah. that were just done. Like here we're just gonna get these like Thirteen-year-old white children with no rhythm to go do this rap song about Sonic the Hedgehog or something. And yeah. oh, there was that. Uh, there was that Zelda for the Link to the Past that was a rap in Japanese. Yeah, which we unfortunately didn't get to see. <coughs> uh, you know, at the time. Right when it was new. Um, Thankfully, <laughs> through the magic of YouTube and such, we can still see all these terrible commercials. Oh man, yeah. No, I was watching an old, uh, it was a commercial for, like, it was a cross-promotional commercial between Howard Johnson and, like, the hotel chain Mm -hmm. and Sega promoting the Sega Game Gear and how Howard Johnson's was the place to go because kids can get Game Gear games and watch a channel on the end, like the closed network TV that would give you tips on like hot tips on how to play game gear games. Oh my gosh. Tips. Oh, that stuff before the internet happened. Children who are listening to this when there was no internet game tips was this crazy thing that existed. There were, there were 900 uh, phone calls where you could pay a dollar a minute and there were magazines that you had to go buy. Pink things that magazine is a thing that's printed on paper. 
that people would pay money for that had stuff on how to beat video games and maps for levels. Uh. And uh, I think the only thing that still exists in that is Brady Games, and somehow they still exist, and I don't know why. Yeah, somehow Brady Games is still in business, and they still make strategy guides. But I think it's... I guess maybe it's in part because they are released, like, the same day or somehow the week before the game comes out. Well, yeah. And you can... I think I guess they work with the game developers at this point. To, they they do to release like we we work with Brady Games to make their strategy guides, and we provide them with like art and stuff. And I'm pretty sure that like certain things like Square Enix makes certain like impossible like there's no way that you should know how to do this kind of stuff into their Final Fantasy games now, so that you have to buy. They've been a doing that forever, guide. though. Yeah, like there's certain things in the game where it's like. There's no way you're just going to, like, run into this. Right. It's like, like a one in a dozen chance that you're going to, like, happen to time this thing correctly and do these five other things so that the outcome is you get this special weapon or whatever. Or you get to date the girl that you wanted to date. <clears throat> or you get to date Barrett or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yes, it's like you should, you, you feel like as a player you should kill every single monster, but if you kill these five monsters then you'll fuck it up and you won't actually get to have any of the cool equipment at the end of the game. Yeah. That kind of stuff, yes. Yeah. Bizarre. Bizarre things. I want to see... I want to see, like, a, a strategy guide, like a tips thing like that for, for something like Flappy Bird or something. It's like... <laughs> the, 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 the tips for how to beat Flappy Bird. And it just says, tap... Tap 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 tap. You're like what? What is the timing? I just read it. It just says tap. It's just Morse code. It's tap and space. It's just it's just it's just Morse code written out, and you have to understand that. And you just like type it in like you would a message. Like, yeah. Actually, if you if you tap to the to the drum beat of Dark Side of the Moon, you can be Flappy Bird. It syncs up. <laughs> it syncs up. You just tap along with the drums on the screen. You don't even have to look at the screen, and you will beat the level. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's, like, pretty psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> There's a laser light show at the end. <laughs> a Flappy Bird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you remember Sharknado? Yes. I, I actually watched... The movie in its entirety. So did I. Uh, well, it turns out that the uh, Sci-Fi Channel is making. They've already made a sequel. I well, they definitely think, made a sequel. They made a sequel. I don't know if they released it, but in the same in the same vein, they are making a new movie called Lavalantula. <laughs> so it's. I I feel like the success or the the green light process is basically for these movies is basically whether or not they can make a crazy name. And so like like they could just make a compound name out of like like uh maybe disaster plus animal. Yeah, like some kind of natural disaster and an animal. So we'll say giraffe and uh earthquake. So so I guess it would be Giraffe Quake, which doesn't sound very good. So that one probably oh, that sounds go. yeah. Um, so you got to think of something that's scarier 
first of all, because a giraffe's not really a very scary animal. No, I, they're intimidating. Like, if one <laughs> came running at me, I'd be scared. Right, but it's not like something that you're like have a phobia for. Nobody has like a phobia of giraffes. Right? Here we go. Okay, swap it out. Elephant. Quakederm. <laughs> See, there you go. That's pretty good. But I think pachyderm is like too, like almost like smart of a word and people don't really know that word anymore. So, so, so quakefant. Quakefant, <laughs> yes. Just quakefant. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. We get a get another another natural disaster. Um, uh, tsunami, a tidal wave, right? Uh-huh. And then we'll go with uh, killer bees. So it would be tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like a no. So it's like a okay. So <laughs> so it's a it's a crushing <laughs> wave of death. And if you somehow survive that, you will not survive the bees. <laughs> Or maybe it's a crushing wave of bees. I'm not exactly sure. See, I was thinking it was a crushing wave of bees. But now that you say it, like tsunamis are caused by like uh, like uh, continental shifts and like earthquakes, like seismic activity causing a large, uh, large wave. So like what if the bees are causing the wave? <laughs> but but then I but then I feel like it, you're you're losing the potential to have like a poorly CG rendered like just like swarm wave of bees because for some reason they're flightless or something. I don't know. (laughs) And you're just like, Oh, just like bees, (laughs) like up to your ears and bees. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, tsunami, that's Uh, the next one. Up to your knees in bees. No, (laughs) well, I do kind of, yes. (laughs) You've ruined it now. (laughs) Tsunami. Tsunamis. Coming to the Sci-Fi Channel soon. <laughs> okay, so Lava Lantula. You might be able to swim. <laughs> I don't know. I almost had a thing. I, but something about bees. <laughs> something, something, bees. Something, like, yeah, that might as well be as good as whatever they're going to come up with. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, what if it was a tsunami of, like, honey? Of honey? Yeah. <laughs> these, these like, hyperactive mutant bees have produced so much honey that it's just, like, storming down. The- Scientists can't contain the honey. And they've just got these offshore honey uh, honeycombs. <laughs> and they've, they've burst. They've just burst full of honey. And they're just, like, flooding the coasts of Japan and California. <laughs> Yeah, it always has to kill L.A. or something, right? Because it's basically... They can't afford to travel to another location <laughs> yeah. to film somewhere. So. Yeah, it's got to be... Yeah, it's got to be L.A. or San Diego or something. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so the... Yeah, it's, it's the slowest tsunami. <laughs> it's just oozing. It's just, oh, the wave of honey, it's coming. And you're just like sitting there like... <sighs> looking at your watch. Yeah. Still coming. Ugh. It's delicious. He's <laughs> like, like lightly pressing bread up against the wave of it slowly moving towards you to, to snack on. Smacking. <laughs> so, 
Somebody's just like spooning it into their tea. No, they don't spoon it. They're using that like weird like stick. The, the, yeah, the stick with the yeah the with the, the V shape at the end. I don't know. It's like that, no, like, it's the thing on the on the Honey Nut Cheerios box. Yeah, but I mean, it's, that thing is shaped kind of like a beehive, right? Like no, and the honey stick. It's not like a comb or anything. No, it's not just a comb, like, but like a classic like Winnie the Pooh beehive. Oh, okay, it's shaped yeah. like that. Like the yeah, the segmented. Which, Yes, and maybe that's a coincidence, but I feel like it's not. It seems like no, I think it's because the the grooves in the and the the little grooves in the thing like hold the honey enough that you can like get a glob of it without having to have a spoon, and then you just kind of twirl it off. Yeah, that. but it's still like I don't know if it's coincidence that it looks like a beehive or not, but maybe I don't know. I don't even know. We don't even know what that thing's called. Honey uh, wand. We'll call it the honey wand. Yeah. Okay. But, so, uh, so anyway, lantula. yeah, so lava lantula. So it's an avalanche? No. Uh, oh, no, it's <clears> a <throat> lava. So it's like a volcano of tarantulas? It's it's uh, giant tarantulas that spew lava. Or they either, in, they either come from, I think they come from like the center of the earth. And they're made of lava. And they, okay. they, they, they vomit lava? And there's several of them. Okay, so it's some kind of, like, science gone wrong or the evils of fracking or something has caused these things to be spew forth and destroy humanity. Yeah, let's say it's the evils of fracking. <laughs> okay. This is like, <laughs> guys, like, and like, there's some, like, 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 doc, like, professor businessman or some, some, like, super evil guy and his, uh-huh. you know, he's got some, some lackey with whose power is to have a gun. And he's like, he's like, no, it's the American way. Capitalism. We need the oil. La, 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 la. <laughs> and then like. LA's like, full of oil. It's right under our toes. <laughs> and then like handsome scientist is like, no, you don't understand. There are things going on. Things yeah. going on in nature well, see, here that you are disturbing. No, what he does is like businessman's having a meeting. He's having a meeting in the boardroom and he's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I've found uh, just the copious amounts of of oil just right underneath Hollywood. We just have to start fracking to get it. And 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 then and then uh, and then the scientist comes just bursting in and he's just got tons of tons of papers and like maybe a maybe a an easel or something and he's like you've got to stop you got to stop. You, we don't understand what's underneath, you know, and he's just flipping out and and he's, and he's like, yeah, Johnson, <laughs> Poppy, Poppycock. Blah. There's, there's been studies by this other man we've paid that says you're wrong. So, ha ha. <laughs> my science says it's perfectly safe to frack this this area. Yeah. Here's your twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just $20. it's just twenty dollars. He does it for twenty dollars. Yeah. Because like, mm. <laughs> he's like. <laughs> Gobbling up the money. Some kind of money goblin. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, it's the money. So, yeah. yes. so then businessman like fires the, the good scientist and he has to like he's he has to like strike out on his own to like stop the corporation or something. And then yeah. the and then the the corporation like starts their fracking and releases the the spiders and then the good scientist is like I knew it. <laughs> yeah. And then he, and then like, he has to team up with like, the like attractive porn star looking yeah. reporter who's covering the situation. Uh-huh. 
and like they team up uh like she's interviewing him and that's when everything goes wrong and then they team up and have to go like fight these monsters somehow and yeah yeah and then they find the the goofy sidekick and and they save the day yeah and maybe one of them dies so I'm pretty sure I haven't looked at uh, what parts each each person is playing, but the cast includes Steve Gutenberg and Michael Winslow from Police Academy. So with those two, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Steve Gutenberg is good guy scientist and Michael Winslow is the goofy sidekick. And then there's also a woman who's also from Police Academy and she's probably the attractive reporter so so we've actually already like predicted and broken down the plot of this movie probably <clears throat> probably that's pretty good but yeah so but when, so when i hear the police the police academy thing like not the police the police no <laughs> sting's not in this movie no sting might be in in tsunami though i think he has to be <laughs> he has to be <laughs> That's going to keep up this whole time. <laughs> it's just too perfect. You have to find ways to work it in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like there has to be some sort of like some sort some sort of just like big like Winnie the Pooh float or something that just gets overcome with honey. Yeah. I want to see honestly if it is a tsunami like a water and bees, I want to see Sting in a beekeeper suit, surfing on a tidal wave. Of water some, bees? Yeah, surfing on a tidal wave, like, surrounded by bees, and then having to, like, I don't know, get to an offshore oil rig or something that way to, like, save somebody who's, like, dangling from something there. Well, it's the offshore beehive. Like, that's where they oh, are. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where they were experimenting on the bees in ways that nature should not have allowed. Uh-huh. Doing their evil bee science. <laughs> but let's get back to this police academy. This so is a police academy. This is important. Yeah. Don't, don't distract me with Sting. It's so easy. <laughs> so, so it, like, if there's that many people from police academy involved, I would really hope that instead, like, somehow this setting, like, evolves around, like, some kind of, like, convention or something where all of, where, like, these people, like, they're playing as Steve Gutenberg. You know, he's not, like, just some scientist. Like, he is Steve Gutenberg, and they are, and he is Michael Winslow, and they're there for, like, you know, Police police Academy Con, like, 2014 uh-huh. or whatever. And there's, like, this big, you know, like, this big, like, convention that, like, all of the Police Academy fans in America come to once a year to, like, celebrate and, like, see some of the stars. They're, like, in the green room about to come on stage. <laughs> yes. And then... And then... The Lava Lanchula's attack. Yes. Yeah. And Mean, like, meanwhile, there's a whole convention cellar full of people dressed up as police <laughs> because they're dressing up for the police academy convention. <laughs> yes. And nobody knows who to who to go to for help because everyone looks like a police Everybody office. looks like cops. It's just complete chaos. <laughs> Somebody call the police. And everybody just looks Sting's at each other. Sting's already here. Sting's already here. <laughs> <laughs> because he's playing the convention. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I really love the idea of a police academy convention. 
And just because everyone dresses up as a police officer, that's their costume. <laughs> you know? Just telling people like, no, I'm the Bobcat Goldthwait character. Yeah. It's like, but <laughs> I can't remember his name. I don't remember any of the characters names, but yes, I love the idea of like some like little nerdy guy in glasses, like walking around in, <laughs> you know, like, and they think he's Sweet Chuck or whoever that guy. Or, no, know, no, like, Hightower. High, oh, Hightower was the big black the, guy. No, but he's saying, like, he's dressed up as Hightower, but everyone thinks he's, like, the little nerdy guy just because he's, he's like, no, I'm Hightower. It's like, well, you should, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, whatever. What? <laughs> Dress is your favorite one. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the only, like, so, yeah, Steve Gutenberg was Mahoney. Uh, Michael Winslow. Oh, man. I can't remember his name. I remember Mahoney, Sweet Chuck. Tackleberry and Hightower. Hightower, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Do you think anybody comes in as uh, the, like, the the jerk, uh, like, the antagonist that they're always pulling gags oh, on? Oh, yeah, somebody would. Uh, so that's the only one that maybe would be an identifiable costume because there are certain situations, like, one where his, like, he had a helmet glued to his head and, you know, stuff like that, or where he had, like, the... No, he had the no. He had his hands glued to his hair because it was the helmet glue. Yeah, so somebody could walk around just with their hands on their head, and uh-huh. and everyone would know that they were he was uh, that he was, guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I feel like it was something like Strawberry, or sounded something kind of like Strawberry, but it no, you're just thinking of Tackleberry again. Maybe ta- <laughs> <laughs> except a Tackleberry is like a berry that will like knock you down when you try to <laughs> eat it. It's so tart. It's like some. I want a tackleberry to be like a type of fruit now, but <laughs> or, or oh, it's the flavor of. It's like one of the flavors of the cereal of the police academy cereal. Obviously, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's got like Mahoney flakes, and now with like tackleberry marshmallow, tackleberries, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mahoney flakes. That's I don't terrible. Know. I can't. You know. Yeah, because those are the only characters we know. Yes. It's hard to come up with jokes when you don't know more than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Because I've only seen like three of them, too. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen one. And was three citizens on patrol? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Because in so there was so there was one of them where where Bobcat Goldthwait was a bad guy, like biker, right? And then in the next one, he joins the police academy. Yes, I think that was the second one where he joined. I think he was a bad guy in the first one, and then the second one he joined because it was kind of like the same story that Mahoney went through. Where he was in prison. He was like, you know, in jail or whatever, uh-huh. and uh, his options were to like go to prison or join the police, which seems kind of bizarre. Yeah, I feel like criminals aren't the people you want to be on the police force. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But somehow they became like the best cops ever. Right. Well, it's because they were loose cannons. (laughs) They get results. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, I just, I'm kind of just loving the idea of like having conventions for something that was really popular now, but like in the past, but now completely isn't. And you don't think police Academy is relevant anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, yeah, I still see so many people with Trapper Keepers that have those characters on there <laughs> and that kind of thing. I don't think those ever existed. <laughs> I bet there was, well, maybe not like the whole Trapper Keeper, but there was probably at least a folder. Yeah. yeah I'm sure there's a Police Academy theme. There folder. was probably a lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trapper Keepers. I like the idea that there's like such a dedicated fan base for Police Academy that they would gather together every year and, and like dress up as police, basically. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, and right now, like, I can't for the life of me think of something else that could be a convention like that that's as funny. Maybe it's because there were like 17 Police Academy movies. <clears throat> and yet, and yet still. We only remember, like, three character names. <laughs> That's the problem with, like, only watching them because they're on, like, Saturday afternoon television. <clears throat> Just, like, all the time. But Police Academy is also perfect because nobody, nobody from those movies went on to be, like, too famous to show up at that convention. <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> all of their careers are, like... So just non-existent anymore that, that yeah, of course they're going to be at those conventions. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> uh, it's like the guy who played like Chekhov or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Like, who is that guy? Nobody knows who that guy is. <laughs> I would say there's a whole bunch of Star Trek fans that know who that guy is. Maybe. <laughs> Nuclear vessels. <laughs> uh. Speaking of dressing up like things, <laughs> I uh, I was trying to think like if I could think of a better costume, and um, I, I do feel a little bad for making funny for the Bruce Willis thing. That hurt uh, quite a bit, <laughs> and and I've told other people about my Bruce Willis idea. And they think it's a great idea. So, yeah. I'm not saying it would make a good costume. Just the the way that you just confidently stated that you look like Bruce Willis. was. I didn't say, if you review the tapes, <laughs> I don't say, like, I look exactly like Bruce Willis. <laughs> that was what I heard in my mind. And that was I feel what like I you feel heard like a lot of things. That's what I feel like you were trying to convey. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to get at... <laughs> <laughs> was that I'm starting to bear similarities to Bruce Willis, <laughs> and that my forehead is getting larger. I have a, not an owl living. I have, a, I have. I'm starting to get a much bigger forehead, and <sighs> yeah, my forehead's pretty big. That's pretty much where <laughs> what I'm getting at. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the other idea I had was I was driving along and I really liked the concept of uh, Count Bakula. <laughs> so Scott Bakula as a as a as vampire? a Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was having a hard time like trying to think of how I would convey Count Bakula as a character mm-hmm. because the I only know Scott Bakula from. Quantum, Quantum leap. leap. So you'd have to get somebody else to walk around with a thing and talk about Ziggy. Yeah, I'd have to get an owl with a thing, like somebody to play owl with Ziggy in his hand and to talk to me 
and and then I have to I'd have to be like blah blah. <laughs> Al, when am I going to leave? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was also in a Star Trek. Now and show. see see that would that's oh. pretty great because the only way he knows who he is is by looking in the mirror, but he's a vampire, so he has no reflection. So he looks in the mirror and, and sees nothing, nothing and he's just like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. So many levels to that. Yeah. It's a pretty deep costume. <laughs> it gets pretty deep. But like visibly, like there's no, there's like really nothing really, like Scott Bakula just kind of looks like a dude. Like I don't, I don't you know. <laughs> So I, I would just be a vampire making quantum leap references, and people would be like, "What? Why? Right. Why? What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to get that extra level there. Yeah, it's just better to be Scott Bakula and then dress up as a vampire. as a vampire. Yeah. All right. So if Scott Bakula listens to this, and he hasn't already done it, I'm sure he listens to this. Yeah, I feel like he's he's got to be a pretty big fan. Yeah, we do talk about Star Trek. And he was in a Star Trek, even mm-hmm. though it was the one that most people liked the least. But I actually didn't watch that one. So I could make references to that show, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I don't have any other suggestions for costumes for you right now. I don't either. I suppose but... you could go as a bowler, since that's kind of terrifying. Right now. <laughs> no, I mean, that just seems like too hot topic. Like, <laughs> it's too topical. Uh-huh. Too... Like, I don't want to look at photos of this Halloween and be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, clearly that was 2014. I'm dressed up as a bowler. <laughs> so so topical costumes is, is not... No, topical costumes, I feel, is out. <laughs> Even if it was, like, some, like, really good concept... I can't think of anything right now. Some kind of high concept, like <laughs> high concept. <laughs> I I have nothing to go on with that right now. Yeah. See, now I don't even I don't even know where you're headed with that. <laughs> if it was a really cool costume, it was still kind of topical, like a baby Batman, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I don't even know about that. Would that involve a diaper? I don't want that. <laughs> a utility diaper. Oh God. Just a diaper with your belt buckle on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but... Oh, my gosh. I'm so, like, imagining Batman babies now with the utility diaper. He's just always reaching in his diaper and pulling stuff out. And you're like... Oh, gross. It's like... Oh, <laughs> oh gross. <laughs> yes. Wasn't there a cartoon where somebody had, like, would do that? Would just, like, pull random stuff out of his diaper? I don't know. The only thing I could think of with like a super kind of baby was Fantastic Max. But I don't think he ever pulled like gadgets out of his diaper. I can't remember. Huh. Fantastic Max. Sounds familiar. Um, but on the cost of, on the con- cost, uh, on the subject of costumes um People do want you to dress up as drag queen Uhura. <laughs> drag queen Uhura? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I've already got a costume that I have to do, though. I have to do a Batman-themed one. 
So you can be baby Batman. I can be baby Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's, you <clears throat> spelled your own doom. <laughs> Well, I think that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll you'll, see. you'll have to play some, uh, you'll have to play a new video game or two or something. Yeah. I I still have some on my, I, you know, like the 5,000 in my Steam account that I could probably download and play one or two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then also we need to plan for the, uh, you know, 2015 Police Academy Con. Mm-hmm. Start that ball rolling. Yeah. See if we can get um, Steve Gutenberg. And uh, I'm sure Bobcat Goldthwait would do it. Yeah. We at least get Bobcat Goldthwait to go there. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a draw. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Actually, I think he's dead. I don't know. He's not dead. He's like a director now. I don't know. I just make stuff up. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's not. <laughs> With that kind of attitude, I, you could go into journalism. <laughs> it's true. That, 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 that accuracy and, and such. Uh, Just have the headline, Bobcat Goldthwait, dead? <laughs> Clickbait. The, que- the question Clickbait right makes there. it not a lie. <laughs> the answer might surprise you. He's not. <laughs> yes. And then people who think he's dead are like, huh, what do you know? Mm-hmm. And then we'll have another one would say, these, tw- these 25 Police Academy costumes are the best in the entire world. Number eight will make you bleed out your asshole with Ebola. Clickbait works. <laughs> You're supposed to get people to want to click on that thing. <laughs> you want people to get halfway through and be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. oh my god, no, we just made the ball a joke. <laughs> Of people will be curious. They <laughs> <laughs> scroll into number eight and they're just it's like, like, ooh, that's a hyperbole I'm not familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> they get to that one, and, and it's and it's just a picture of Michael Winslow. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do have a bola now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we have to stop now. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no... You can't come back from that one. All right. Well, you. Yeah, you play more games. I'll I will keep playing Crisis. <laughs> All right. And I might check out that Shadows of Mordor game. And I will continue to watch the battle that goes on between the Crawdad and Fish in this little tank and see who will come out victorious. <sighs> right now, it just looks like Crawdad <clears throat> and that branch of thing. That plant. Oh my gosh, that's a Crawdads hate plants. It just fucks them up. Oh man! Alright, yeah. play some games. We'll we'll meet up again in a couple weeks. Yeah. Keep training. You'll oh. get it. Itch, knee, song, she. Come on, everybody, train karate. Itch, knee, song, she. Come on, everybody, train karate. To brag, I don't mean to boast, but I've trained karate from coast to coast. Karate, train your body. I've done the kung fu, the show and ru. I even did a little jujitsu. Karate, train your body.